Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message, Pastor Ed helps us embrace the holiday spirit by understanding the Christmas tree significance. This symbol, familiar in our homes during the holiday season, holds deep meanings that reflect our faith and the story of Jesus. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Those of us who are Christians, let me, let me ask you to go back for a second. Some of us can go back a little bit. Others of us who are older, we have to go back, 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 back. Chris Berman back, right? Think back to the time before you became a Christian. Don't you kind of remember that darkness? Do you remember kind of wandering around in circles, so to speak? You tried this, you tried that. The beds and the buzzes and the bars and the, 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 the bundles of cash and whatever, yet you knew you were missing something, but someone shared with you the good news of Jesus Christ. In fact, it's better than good, it's great. It's awesome. Who is that person? Assign a name to that star. Because God put a star in your life, in mine, to lead me and to lead you to Jesus. Just do a quick microwave prayer. And just say, God, thank you. Thank you for that earthbound star. Others here, you're like, I'm not a believer. Okay, if you're not a believer, here's what I wanna challenge you to do. Just simply pray this prayer. Just unclench your fist and say, God, if you're real, put a star in my life. I promise you the star is there. No doubt, you'll run into the star. No question about it, you'll see the star and maybe the person that invited you is the star. Maybe this service is the star, the star. Let's go down now to the lights. I like Christmas lights, don't you? I have a confession to make. You know, I grew up in the South, the dirty South, North and South Carolina. North Carolinians are called Tar Heels. Did you know that? The University of North Carolina, Tar Heels. South Carolinians are called Sand Lappers. Interesting. Well, I grew up there, and I'm just gonna confess something. In the Southeast, in the dirty South, they don't know how to do exterior illumination. They don't. They struggle with Christmas lights. It's kind of boring. Like little candles, you know, a couple of lights. Ding, 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 ding. That's about it. I moved to Tejas, Texas. Boom, boom, boom. Wow, sensory overload. 
I love how we do lights. I'm a Texan now. We know how to do some lights, don't we? Let's give ourselves a round of applause. Martin Luther, the great reformer, was the first one to put lights on the Christmas tree. He was walking to his house thinking about a sermon and he saw these trees and the backdrop of the stars and he thought, I want my kids to see that. So he took the tree from the outside to the inside and put candles, don't call the fire marshal, candles on the limbs symbolizing the light. Jesus said in John 9, 5, I am the light of the world. Not, I'm one of the lights. Not, I could be a light. No, no. I am it. I am the light of the world. Spiritual light. Physical light. The light of the world. Then Jesus turned it and said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, you, I mean, if you've received the light, you, you are the light of the world. That's why we have lights. Every time I see a tree, I should go, am I being a light? Lights penetrate darkness. They illuminate our path. Everything that Jesus compared himself to has to do with penetration. Earlier I mentioned the bread, eat the bread. I just mentioned light, light penetrates. Jesus said he is the, the key to the lot, water to the soil. Have you invited Christ, this Christ tree, into your life? Because you know, it used to be called the Christ tree, then it evolved into the Christmas tree. Just a quick history lesson. Pagan religions had plants and stuff, and they kind of dealt with that. But, but in the 11th century, people put on dramas. And they had this thing in the, in the, in the middle of, of, of the stage called the paradise tree. Because Christmas, the Christmas story begins in the garden, but that's another story. So the paradise tree had a red apple on it symbolizing the forbidden fruit, the sin of man. Also the color red being the blood of Jesus that was shed to cover our sins. So green being forever, growth being, being dynamic, that's the color of Christmas and also red. So from there, they began to call it from the paradise tree, the Christ tree, the Christmas tree. Then people started throwing decorations on it and Martin Luther came in with the candles. They segued into lights and that's how we have our Christmas tree. It's powerful, man. It's powerful. But going back to lights, are you in the darkness? I mean, straight up, are you in the darkness? People ask me all the time, especially they have asked me this question over the last two years, more than ever before. They're like, Ed, what's wrong with our world? It's like all these smart people are making all of these dumb decisions. What's wrong with our world? I go, in one word, sin. But it's highly complex because people are groping, searching in the darkness for meaning. There's no purpose, there's no life in and of ourselves. Yet, we have an opportunity, don't we, to receive the light. And once we receive the light of Jesus Christ, suddenly, things open up. 
as the Holy Spirit guides us and leads us, it's like, oh, I need to walk there and do this and say that. And it's just this, it's just a supernatural thing. You know, when I was a kid, I gotta, I gotta tell the story because this, this really messed me up when I was a little kid. I don't know how old I was, but I was young. And my brother was young too. We lived in a neighborhood. And one summer evening, this was back in the dirty south, the, the sun was setting and dad goes, guys, let's, let's uh, take a hike. Okay, I said, that's cool. Now today we don't hike. I hear today we ride in golf carts around the neighborhood. You know. Anyway, so we walked and we walked outside, we walked down the street, we walked around, then we found a path through the woods, we walked through that path and it was getting darker and darker. A little spooky, you know, I've been known to be a little scared, you know, even now, a little jumpy, especially now, because I've had so many shots of espresso, but <laughs> we walked and we found ourselves on the bank of a little, a little neighborhood lake. You know, those little na- lakes and things that neighborhoods have, I'm just standing there, the sun melting into the horizon. <sighs> I picked up some rocks, throwing it. Then dad said, guys, have you ever seen a water moccasin before? No, no dad, there's one right there. Sure enough, this water moccasin, this sinister snake, that pit viper knifing through the water. I was like, whoa, whoa. And then my little, little brother Ben goes, dad, is that another one? It sure is, Ben, Ed, this is so unique. Two water moccasins in one night. It's getting darker and darker. Then I go, Dad, there's another one, and another one, and, and, oh, 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 and the snakes were everywhere. I looked down, and through the dark, I was like, they're all over the place. I don't know if we disturbed a nest. I'm an outdoorsman. I love the outdoors, fishing especially. It's a biblical sport. And, and, and I have never seen this many snakes in one place in my life. I lost it. I freaked out. Started crying. Ben started crying. And here's what dad said in the midst of the chaos. My father said, jump into my arms. I'll carry you out. So we jumped on dad's back. And he pulled out. I didn't know it. Out of his back pocket, an old flashlight. Oh. <sighs> And he began to lighten our path, found the trail, and snakes. I, I, it, it gets me scared thinking about it. And then we walked through the woods and we saw that light on on our porch. And I'm like, if we could only make it to the porch. <laughs> we made it. I'm here, unscathed, to tell you that story. Isn't it true so many of us are standing on the banks of life and your life through situations and circumstances is snake infested? You don't know which way to turn. You feel surrounded. You thought this amount of money would do it. You thought this many followers would do it. You thought being with this person would do it, yet you're in the dark. Our heavenly Father The God of the universe is saying, jump into my arms. I'll lead you out because Psalm 119, 105 says, your word, the psalmist said, your word, think about this, is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. 
The good news of Christmas is God walked down the staircase of heaven with a baby in his arms. That baby was born in a wooden manger, tree, wood, right? Jesus became a carpenter. He was familiar with wood and woodworking from the foundation to the finish out wood. And then the Bible says that Jesus bore our sins on a tree. First Peter chapter two, verse 24, he himself bore our shortcomings and sins on a tree in his own body. Then he was buried, they thought it was over. He rose again and he offers you and me eternal life. It's Christmas. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. I gotta talk about the ornaments. Do you guys, do you guys like ornaments? I, I really like Christmas ornaments. They're cool, decorations, man, they're, they're great. Lisa does a magnificent job at decorating our Christmas trees. We have two of them now, big time. I was just staring at one of them before I left today for all these services. I'm like, man, this is, this is really cool, really cool. And you know, you look at the ornaments and they're kind of reflective, some of them, and they tell a story, don't they? We have ornaments from when our kids were small, ornaments they made here, even at church and, and school, and then, you know, in, in, in junior high and high school, we have ornaments of all of our pets. We've had all sorts of pets. We've had Dobermans, Bull Mastiffs, Great Danes, Connie Corsos, English Mastiffs, all sorts of dogs. We love dogs. We are dog people. You know, I was thinking, this is kind of a random thing, our dogs have never given me a Christmas present. <laughs> now, they've given me some presents I've had to use a shovel, to, but, but they've never done that. That's uniquely human, isn't it? We're made in the image of God. God is a giver. Those ornaments, though. You know, when I look at ornaments now, I think about great things, I do. And they really represent the fact that we should glorify God because God has given you gifts and abilities and aptitudes that are unique to you. You have gifts that I don't have. I have gifts that you don't have. You have decorations that I don't have. I have decorations that you don't have. He has decorations. So, so we have all of these decorations in our lives. 
And if we're to understand why, we have to acquiesce and allow the Lord Jesus to ambush our lives with his grace and mercy, then we'll go, whoa, I understand now my story. I understand now, not everything, but why I had that experience and, and, and why I have this gift and why I have this leaning. So yeah, I, when I look at our ornaments and decorations, I'm like, wow, amazing. But also, this is the second Christmas for us without our daughter, Lee Beth, who passed away January 2021. And as I look at the tree and see so many ornaments that she made, we have ornaments of places we've traveled as families and all that. I'm like, man, this, this hurts. Lisa and I are still, I don't know if we'll ever stop, grieving. And in a way, this Christmas is more difficult than even last Christmas, which is, which is unique. However, in our story, our family story, I've seen how God has used even the good things and the tough things, the things that we don't even have answers for to reflect, not perfectly, who he is and what he's done. I want you to discover who God has made you to be. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says that we are his workmanship created for good works, like from and in Christ Jesus, that God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, the ornaments. Well, the gifts, our animals don't give gifts, plants don't give gifts, we give gifts, and we're gonna exchange presents, right? The present of God's presence. And that's really the whole deal, the gifts. You like these shoes right here? Oh, you gotta like these shoes. These shoes are nice. A friend of mine gave these to me who even makes these shoes. And I didn't deserve it. He said, hey, I, I wanna I want give you these shoes. What? Yeah. I mean, I can't. I want you to take them. So at that point, I had a decision to make, right? I either received it, I either received the shoes or not. Now I'd be an idiot to go, no, I won't take those expensive shoes. They're size 12, my size, and they're kind of blue and camo and all that. And they're, I mean, they're, they're some nice shoes. And they're probably the nicest shoes I have. I'll wear these shoes. What if I had said, hey, you know what? Just, just take that box and put it at the bottom of my closet. I mean, those are shoes. I believe they're shoes, but no, I'm not going to wear them. Seriously, I mean, yeah, I got some nice shoes. They're in that box. They're in that box. They're in that box. No, no. When, when someone gives a gift, it demands a response. And a great gift reflects the personality of the giver and meets the deepest need of the recipient. What's our greatest need? A savior. If we had needed a lawyer, God would have sent a lawyer. That's kind of scary. If he would have, 
If we needed a mathematician, he would have sent an accountant or whatever. No, no, we need a savior because we have a sin problem and his name is Jesus. Have you received him? And God wants us to receive this gift and put it on and wear it and live it out. We can be clothed in Christ because the wages of sin is death. If we got what we deserve, it would be eternal separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So I just shared with you some bad news. <laughs> We're sinners. Some worse news, we deserve separation. But then I share with you some good news. God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sin and rise again. And then I gave you the ultimate news that we have an opportunity to receive Christ. And that is what separates Christianity from all of the other world religions. I've studied them all, Buddhism, Taoism, Islam. The thing that separates Christianity is it's not a works-based religion. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. The first time I ever took my son, EJ, to New York, he was 13. It was his birthday, the birthday boy in New York. I had to go up there and do some filming. And I didn't go to New York until I was 40 years old for the first time. So here's EJ on his birthday. And we're walking through Times Square. You're talking about lights. It's like on a whole nother level, right? And so, and so EJ goes, Dad, Dad. I want, and I'm thinking, okay, get the credit card ready. It's the birthday boy. I want, he goes, I want to buy gifts for mom, Libeth, Laurie, and Landra. I did a facepalm. What? The birthday boy giving gifts to others? That's Christmas. Bring the tree from the outside in. Follow that star. Allow the light to illuminate your path. Glorify God with the decorations. Advertise this grace and you'll discover what the tree and your life is all about. Dear Heavenly Father, as we bow our heads and hearts for prayer, I just thank you for everyone here. I pray, God, for those here who maybe have never, ever, ever asked you into their lives, I pray right now that many of you would receive the gift. Jesus is offering the gift, his death, burial, and resurrection. And all you have to do is say, Jesus, I give my life to you. Come into my life, forgive me, save me, cleanse me. And the moment you pray that, Christ will come in. Maybe you're not there yet. And again, let me reiterate, pray that prayer of God, if you're real, just say that. Reveal yourself to me. He's gonna do it. Others of us here who are believers, what a reminder of the depth and breadth of the Christmas tree. May we live these principles out in Christ's name. Amen. 
Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed begins a new series of talks called Gambling with God. Together, we'll discover what it means to gamble for God, to take those righteous risks in line with His will. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be a part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. We hope you and your family had a Merry Christmas. God bless.